Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to uh, this week's edition of Winchester Radio Supernatural Podcast. Um, just to get a couple things before we get started, thank you so much for listening this evening. We have uh, another very special guest. Um, uh, her name is Leslie Hops, the shooter. She played uh, Amy's mom on the episode last night, The Girl Next Door. We're also going to be talking about the episode. Um, we are not going to take a call in this evening uh, just yet. A little bit later on, and we'll announce when we can call in and discuss the episode. But as is tradition, um, we don't take them during guest calls. Uh, we're just going to be talking to uh, Leslie. She posted some great behind-the-scenes uh, photographs because last night's episode was directed by Jensen. So we're looking forward to, to hearing about uh, his directing and the episode and talking with her. Um, hi, Leslie. Welcome to Winchester Radio. And welcome to the Supernatural family. We were talking about that. Oh, my gosh. We Thanks live. for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. If you just maybe um, want to introduce yourself a little bit and say how you got to be on the episode last night, The Girl Next Door, and then we can go from there. Sure. Sure, I'd love to. Um, well, I am a uh, I'm a Vancouverite where Supernatural is filmed up in Vancouver, and uh, I've actually been performing since childhood. Actually, I, I started off working uh, in theater when I was about uh, ten years old, and uh, just have continued to to work in the arts. I've worked um, all across Canada and uh, throughout the states, and um, moved into doing uh film and television work uh in my early teens. And so uh just you know I've I've had an agent for most of my life and how the process goes is you know your agent submits you for roles and then you go out and audition for them and I just had the the um privilege of my agent securing me an audition for Supernatural. And uh, when I walked in the room to audition, uh, there in the room was Jensen. So it was just, uh, it was great. He had a great energy in the room. He was really friendly and supportive. And I just did my thing, as we do as actors, and was fortunate enough to be cast in the role. And the rest is uh, supernatural history. (laughs) Yes, uh, again, as we say, nobody ever really dies on Supernatural. (laughs) Well, so you never know. You never know because we could rise from the dead yet. What was your audition scene? What which what what scene did you? What was the scene that you used for auditioning with? Uh, you know, they actually gave me um, because I had those two scenes. Um, the one where where I uh, come into the house originally, and uh, Amy, uh, the young Amy, played by Emma Grabinski. Uh, she and I have a, a conversation, and I tell her to, you know, pack up the stuff and, and leave. 
we I ran that scene together with the second scene where I attacked uh, young Sam, which was um, Colin Ford's character. And so those two scenes were my audition scenes. And even though on uh, on the TV show they didn't run together as as one scene for the audition purposes, I just ran them together as one scene. So it was a it was a fairly long audition scene. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. You know, it's it's kind of tough in the audition room because because it was a physical scene and there was fighting and you know the claws came out um, because you can't you know do that in audition and in an audition you sort of had to indicate and just you know do the best you can to get your body into it and uh, without actually you know hitting anybody in the audition room. Uh, wouldn't be good to hit the director. <laughs> no, no, no. He was he was uh behind a monitor, but uh you know, in the audition room you have a reader that you uh usually is a, another actor um and it was a girl that I was reading with, so uh, you know, I did my best to uh to scare her, but couldn't actually hit her. And I didn't actually hit Emma or Colin either. It was well staged. Talking about the claws, um how is it? Have you had you ever been cast for a like a special effects piece like that? Like you had to have with the hands. That was the first time, actually. That's like that's a great thing about being an actor. You never know uh, what what adventure you're going to go on. So no, that was the first time I ever um, had the privilege of going into a special effects studio and um, having my hand cast. So what they did was they they created a mold and they put my hand uh, in the mold. And they just created like a, a mold of my hand, and then they could build the nails um, so they would specifically fit my fingers. And how much movement did you have with it on? Well, actually, um, I I had the nails on on set because we um, we took some pictures with them, and you know we really got a sense of of what the nails would look like but in the actual scene when we were filming the scene I wasn't actually wearing them they were uh they were special effects CGI'd in after uh after the fact so I was just using my regular hand Oh that's cool Yeah, yeah they they do have an amazing uh visual effects crew over there so Oh yeah, they are they are first class. I mean, those guys are so slick. They know exactly what they're doing and it was um yeah, so it was just it was incredible. So yeah, I didn't actually um when we were shooting the scene, it didn't actually have the nails on, but I did have the nails on on um on set so I could see them and you know, get a sense of what they looked like and we did do some pictures with them. Right, which you sent to us. Those are really cool pictures. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With me attacking Jensen in the makeup trailer. <laughs> now, um, and he's a great guy. Had you watched Supernatural before? Were you a fan of the show? I had actually, because you know, being um, being an actor in Vancouver, uh, you know, you tend to tune into the shows that are shot in Vancouver because you never know when you're going to be auditioning for one. So you want to get a sense of of what it is you know, that you're potentially going to be working on. And um, I've also, you know, I have a, a number of friends that are actors, and I've I've seen um, friends before on the TV show. That's, a, that's one of the funny things about being an actor. You can tune into TV shows and go, hey, I know that guy, I know that girl. Yeah, 
Um, did you, I'm sorry, you saw, you have uh, friends who've been on Supernatural? Uh, yeah, my friend Paul was on uh, the episode before mine, um, uh, last week's episode, and he played the preacher. Uh, there was a scene where the, there's a um, there was a preacher giving a sermon in a church. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, it's a really funny tidbit of information. That church that they filmed that scene in, that's, uh, it was actually a chapel, and that's where my husband and I were married in real life. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> behind-the-scenes things. So I know. Cool. I tuned in. I tuned in to watch my friend Paul do his uh, do his preacher preacher bit, and he was awesome in the show. And I was like, "Hey, I was married there." <laughs> did they have stained glass windows of Misha Collins as Castiel? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> no. As far as being an actress, was is it different being directed by someone who's an actor as well versus someone whose primary profession is just to direct? Is it a different vibe? You no, know, it's um, it's funny. It's uh, it, it can go either way. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes actors don't make great directors because they're too caught up in the performance and they don't get all the the technical stuff down that needs to be that needs to happen. But uh, Jensen, honest to goodness, he was able to wear both hats really beautifully. He was, uh, I know everyone keeps saying that it was the second episode he ever directed, and I I even find that hard to believe. I mean, he was um, like a a seasoned professional as a director. He was really calm, really uh, really patient. Uh, He wasn't at all stressed out. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he was able to wear that hat as director really beautifully and, and take the leadership role that, that needed to be taken. So I, I fully give uh, full marks to him for how he handled himself on set. Was there any certain um, thing, certain direction, points that he gave you that you can remember or...? Uh, well, you know, he was really, um, because there was a fight scene that we had to do, you always, whenever you're doing a fight scene, whether it's on stage or uh, in front of the camera, you know, you always have to have that be very well uh, choreographed because you don't want accidents to happen. And um, Jensen was very instrumental in uh, discussing how that fight scene was going to go, and we took a lot of time to coordinate our moves and um, because he has done so many fight scenes as an actor and been involved in so many uh, he was able to to really articulate exactly how it how he wanted it to look and um, he was just able to you know really um, really go over the moves carefully and and be really instrumental in creating that scene And are fight scenes something that you're familiar with doing? Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever done one on... Uh, I've done a slap on on camera before. I'm trying to remember if I've ever done a fight scene like that before. I have on stage. I don't think I ever have on film. So it was... Uh, it's it's always uh, great as an actor. You never you never know what you're going to 
what you're going to get. So it was it was an exciting journey to go on. It's another like thing to check off the bucket list, right? I've done that in my lifetime. Now your your character um you were a monster. Was this mm-hmm. have you played many bad guys before? Or I'm sure th- was this like your first bad guy, your first monster or I know you've been this in my a lot first of- monster. <laughs> Although, you know, I guess my husband could argue that I might play one in real life, but no, I'm kidding. Um, this uh, this is my first monster, and uh, but you know what was so great about this character was that she was a mom. So, and I'm, you know, I have two young children in in my real life. I, I have twin girls, Tatum and Brooke, and uh, you know that's kind of a universal language, you know, being a mother. So I was able to really. Um, get the the human characteristic of her because any mom whether she's a monster or or not has a passion for their children and a passion to protect their children and you know I could understand her desire to uh do whatever it was she needed to do to make sure that her child was fed and you know kept out of harm's way even if that meant you know going crazy on Colin Ford <laughs> and he's a sweet kid, but you know, I did my best to take him down. Uh, since this is the first time you really played a monster, like, how did you get in the frame of mind to play that kind of role? I um, I actually watched um, videos, uh, YouTube videos of wild dogs attacking and hunting their prey, and I equated my my character to a wild animal because um because she is a monster so I had to get that the kind of the physical characteristic of her and so yeah I just really uh equated her to being a wild dog and just you know out there hunting and protecting and just that animal instinct and I'm pretty squeamish, and I don't like watching any kind of animal chases or, you know, I'm not one to stop on the Nature Channel and watch, you know, lions kill zebras, but it was good uh, It was good imagery to, to get me in the frame of mind for this role. Um, as, you know, as, since you're a mother and... Did you think of the character when you when you were in the in the Amy's mom's mindset there? Did you think of her more as a mother or as a monster? Because you know she got really mad at Amy really fast, and was that did you think of it as like a mother thing or more of as a monster thing with her temper? And well, it's funny. I never really thought of her as a monster because I mean, even though you know I get that that's who she was to herself. You know, she was a mom protecting her child. That's what she was doing. You know, the fact that she ate brains and and killed people was just what she had to do, what she had to do as a mom. So it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a mom doing what she had to do to protect her child. And, you know, you'd go to any extreme. I think any mother out there would, you know, could understand and relate that, you do what you have to do to to look after your kid. And if you think that your child is in 
is in danger and a predator is after your child, you are going to, you know, you would do whatever it is you needed to do to protect your your baby. So it was really from that from that thought process that the uh the anger came from and the frustration you know came from because Colin's character, the young Sam, represented danger and represented a threat. And it was like, no no no, you're you know, you're not gonna get my child. You are not gonna you're not gonna bring harm to us. I will take you down. It's in, it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's what the episode basically was about. It was you know with grown up Amy, you know having to kill again to protect her son. Absolutely. And, yeah, and then Dean at the end killed her anyways. Yeah, because you know he he did what he had to do, right? Right. Right. There's a, there's an uproar in fandom right now. A lot of people are upset that Dean, you know, went ahead and killed her after you know telling Sam that he trusted him and that he wouldn't do it. But right, yeah, but you see it as he, he was doing exactly the same thing that uh, Amy was doing, and exactly the same thing as Amy's mother was doing, just protecting the family. Absolutely, that's you know, you you know. You'd have to ask uh, Jensen his his thought process behind that, but you know, sure, I, I see that from an, from a human human point of view, whether you're a monster or not, and you you do you protect, you know, you you just do what you have to do to protect, right? Yes, completely. But I'm glad that there's uproar around it. That's exciting. <laughs> yes. I'm happy people are talking about it. That's one thing you can always depend on with uh, Supernatural's fan base. Is there will always be very strong opinions on every side that you can. I love of. it, and this, I've I've heard some from some of the Supernatural fans uh, on Twitter, and they are just uh, they're passionate, incredible people. I love it. I'm really uh, I'm really honored to be a part of um, a part of this world because uh, they've just been so so supportive and so generous. It's been great. Great. Next thing we'll have to do is work on getting you to one of the supernatural conventions. That would be fun. That would be that would be a riot. I'd love to uh I'd love to meet some of the fans in uh in person. Oh. Oh. And um you've also done some like voiceover work for animation. Uh how does it differ to do voiceover versus on film acting? Uh, I mean, it's certainly a different timeline. Uh, you know, being on a film set is uh, is a long day. You know, especially if you're doing something like a fight scene or um, you know a special effect. It's definitely um, there's a big setup. There's a there's a lot around it. Whereas when you do animation, you can be in and out of the studio within an hour. So it's uh, you know, there's not the setup and there's um there's not the hair and makeup required. <laughs> do you do you find it more difficult to basically act into open air uh rather than to have uh, to act against? Well, you know, a lot of times with the animation stuff you do have um you do have drawings. Uh you you do have uh, a point of reference. So, you know, you do get a sense of what it is you're 
you're voicing uh, because you can get to see the pictures. So um, so you do have some visual. And uh, also, you know, if you have a great director, they're able to, to talk you through it and, and, you know, tell you what it's going to look like, and um, you're just able to bring life to it. It's all fun. There's there's no um there's no denying that it's all fun. Uh, you mentioned um we we mentioned it in your written interview about that you went to school um with at the William B Davis Theater. Can you tell I us? I did. About yeah. That? Uh that was um yeah, I went to the William Davis uh Center and uh of course Many of uh, the Supernatural fans probably remember uh, William Davis from the X-Files, and he played the smoking man on that show. He was actually and, in, uh, a, he was in a Supernatural episode as well, first season. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's just mm-hmm. hes so awesome. He's, uh, he's such a down-to-earth guy and, uh, I mean, incredibly skilled at at his craft. I mean, he knows he knows the art of acting inside out. Um and he's uh you know, he's he's known, he's most famous for his science fiction work, but you know, he's a classically trained Shakespearean actor. Uh so, you know, being being in his presence and studying under him uh is just it was just great. He's just a really down-to-earth, talented man. And I still uh, I still run into him from time to time in the city and speak to him. Oh, cool. We're Facebook friends. <laughs> We're Facebook friends. <laughs> oh, very cool. And you were on Millennium, another Chris Carter show. That's right. So. That's right. I was in uh, an episode that was directed by uh, Dwight Little, who um, who went on to direct uh, Twenty Four and Prison Break and Bones. He is a really talented director. And uh, that was an episode called uh, The Fourth Horseman, where a virus takes over the town and and people start dropping like flies. And I actually, I got to be part of a really really fun scene where the the Davis family is enjoying a Mother's Day uh, family barbecue. And we eat we eat the chicken, and one by one we all start dying a brutal death. I remember the episode. That was a very pivotal episode, was it? I think that's the one where Frank Black's wife ended up dying in that episode. But I remember that scene very vividly. <laughs> do you? I do too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that was uh, that that was an awesome scene, and it was an awesome scene to be a part of, and uh, and it was a lot of fun to shoot that scene. Mm-hmm. So that's the only that... time that's the only time I've ever died is uh, Supernatural and Millennium, my my Chris Carter deaths. I believe the actors who played your parents in that scene, I believe they were also, they've also been on Supernatural. I believe the father was um, played Daniel Elkins on Supernatural. Okay. And I believe the mother, um, she's been in a couple of episodes. I believe she was the one, I believe she was in Supernatural's Nightmare episode. She was the woman that Dean thought was a witch in the hospital. And she was also the grand, a Little Red Riding Hood's grandmother in Bedtime Stories. You know, there's such a there's such a great uh, um, 
pool of actors in Vancouver that all have these uh, amazing resumes and these wonderful uh, stories of productions they've been involved with. Uh, they were really nice people. The uh, the people that played my parents on uh, Super on um, Millennium. They were, you know, we were just on set together for the day, but uh, we formed a we formed a fast family. It was great. What um, what has been your most the most complicated, the most hardest acting job you've had, and what has been the best you've had? Oh gosh, those are tricky questions. Um, you know, they're all all the uh, jobs are different for different reasons. You know, Supernatural was um, challenging in the fact that it was physical, um, and it was uh, you know, and, and getting into that that headspace of someone who's not solely human. Even though I you know tried to humanize her as much as possible, um, just to ground her, but. It, you know, there was that element of of monster, right? She was like like I equated her to like a wild dog. Um, so that you know, it's a challenging role, but you you know, you love these challenges as as actors. Um, I've had some really fun fun roles. You know, I I guest starred um, many years ago. I guest starred on Police Academy, the TV series, and you know that was like talk about like one extreme to the other, right? That was a slapstick comedy. And getting that comedic timing down, and um, I had the privilege of working with uh, Joe Flaherty, who is a famous comedic actor. And uh, you know, it's just just different challenges, different different timing, different delivery of the dialogue. Um, there's just all sorts of all sorts of fun adventures. I worked on. Uh, I had the privilege of working with Dominic Purcell on uh, John Doe, and. Uh, that was. Uh, do you remember that show, John Doe, before Dominic did I do. uh, Prison Break? Yeah, yeah. I love that so show. I, uh, it was really yeah, good. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun to work on, and I played um, I played a woman who claimed that he was the father of my child. <laughs> um, I think I, I remember, I remember that, that episode too. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying those. I'm trying to remember um, the. The young man who played my son was uh, is famous for the Spy Kids movies. Uh, redheaded fella, and I'm sorry, I can't think of his name at the moment, but he was in all those Spy Kid movies, and uh, he is. Um, I'm. I'd have to I'd have to look him up on IMBD. I know who you're but, talking uh, about. I have sons, so I've seen those movies. So <laughs> right, right. So um, you know, there's been. I you know I love uh, I love the art of acting I love the uh, the thought process you always get to go on it no matter what the role is no matter how big or how small the role is you get to go on a journey as an actor Um, and so it's always it's always has new challenges and and new rewards. Your uh, your IMDb said you you studied ballet. Uh, I did. You. Still get the opportunity to dance? Are you still are you still involved in the ballet in any way? Um, well, you know, since since having twins, it's uh, <laughs> life is different. <laughs> life is very different. Um, but you know, every day is a, a full on production in our house. <laughs> I've got you know two little sugar plum fairies running around. But um, 
<laughs> I, yeah, I love the I love the art of dance, and um, you know, my hat goes off to ballerinas. I think that they're the the hardest working artists in show business. I mean, gosh, they they are so dedicated to their craft. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, do cool. either of your girls have any interest in putting on the toe shoes? Um, you know, I. I'm sure they do. You know, they do do their little ballet classes right now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they wanted to be actors. And, and who am I to deny them that that passion? Um, it's actually quite funny when I was uh, when I was rehearsing my lines for the audition for Supernatural. My my one daughter Brooke, she knew all my lines inside out and backwards, and she even corrected me a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a feeling that uh, that if they haven't caught the bug already, it won't be long before they, they catch the showbiz bug. Do you think they might want to work in special effects? You <laughs> never know. Experience? You never know. Um, you know, I'm just, I just hope they I hope they get their education first and you know um, finish school and and go to college and do all that. Do all that really cool stuff first. Yeah, I, I mentioned that because before we were talking about you took your girls with you to casting. Can you tell us about that? Oh, that's right. Um, so yeah, when I had to uh, a few a few days before we shot Supernatural, before I was on set, I had to go to the special effects studio and get my hand cast, which means you know they they put your hand in. Um, uh, well, gosh, what do you call it? Like the the that makes a form plaster? of your hand, a plaster. That's the word. Thank you. Uh, they put my hand in a plaster, and I took the girls with me, my twins with me, to the special effects studio, and both of them had their hands cast as well. They both got to put their hand in plaster. Um, but the funny thing was that in the special effects studio, there was all sorts of. Uh, uh, movie props, there were dead bodies and roadkill and, um, you know, shrunken heads and <laughs> the most random things. And I was looking around going, this is one bizarre playground for a child. But they loved it. They were, um, there was there was one special effect, I forget, I think it was um, from one of the Final Destination movies. There was a, a body that had, um, <laughs> it looks like its legs had been been torn off and it was all this like blood and guts pouring out of the body and my daughter very innocently said hey mom what happened to that guy <laughs> Aww. yeah it was uh like i said a bit of a bizarre playground for a child but uh they loved it mm-hmm. well that's good that they weren't, like, traumatized for life. <laughs> I don't know. I think they were. They still talk about it. They thought it was pretty funny. Cool. It might make you drag them around to more. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, there's certainly, uh, if it's appropriate for them to come and uh, visit Mommy at work anytime, then uh, I'd love to have them there. I'd love to, uh, you know, I'm a proud mama. i love to show them off. Clarity, did you have any more questions? Benny? Um, Benny? Uh, I don't think 
also. Um, you mentioned you didn't get a chance to meet Jared. Um, I'm, I met him you, briefly on set. Didn't we didn't. Um, okay. uh, I didn't have any scenes with him, uh, which was, you know, unfortunate. He seems like a, a great guy and certainly a, a very talented actor. Uh, just had the, the privilege of meeting him very briefly on set. But obviously, yeah, spent quite a bit of time with Jensen, and and uh, like I said, he wore both hats as being director and actor beautifully, and I still can't believe that it was only his second kick at the can as far as being a director goes. I mean, he was he's a seasoned pro and uh, was really so confident in what he was doing. I'm sure that we're going to see lots of more uh, direction from him in the future. And yeah, working with, great all, with all playing younger Sam, you know, he's been reoccurring on the show for a while, but he kind of has to he kind of take you aside and give you a, a briefing about the about the background of the show in any way? Um, Colin, he didn't, no. I mean, Colin, Colin gave me a briefing in Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he, he caught me up to speed on, uh, um, you know, how to use Twitter. <laughs> Uh, he's a great kid, and uh, you know both him and Emma, they they are such talented young people. I I you know I can't even imagine having that much talent as as and being so young. I mean, talk about bright futures for both of them. And uh, both of them had their moms on set with them, and I really saw just you know how grounded they were and what great families they come from and. You know, I'm sure neither one of them will ever fall into the child actor trap. They uh, they have too much stability in their life. Good. They're both. Emma yeah, they're both. Like she she looked like she was cast very well as as your daughter. I thought you know you were. Very um, I thought believable. the cast. Yeah, I thought you know the casting all round was great. Jewel was mm-hmm. Jewel was fantastic as as Amy, and certainly Emma um, could definitely be a, a young. Jewel. So I mean that was mm-hmm. that was beautiful. I think I'm just I'm I'm lucky. I had the right I had the right look to fit in with those talented people. <laughs> yeah. And supernatural casting, they're terrific in that department. They have a knack for just getting amazing. Yeah, you know, um uh yeah, Colin but... looks so much like Jared, doesn't he? He's just like that's I think that's such great casting as uh as the young Sam. Yeah. It's so and sometimes actually. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's great. And so with Colin giving you like a uh Twitter tutorial as it would be. Uh, <laughs> well, I just uh I mean I w- I watched in awe and amazement as uh he um I, I had never been on Twitter before. I just joined last week, and uh, oh. you know, Colin was uh, Colin was uh, all over it, and you know, knew all the ins and outs and the lingo. And I'm just uh, I'm old school. <laughs> I still pick up a pen and paper. Well, there is something to be said for the classics. <laughs> <laughs> once once you get started on Twitter, though, it's addictive. You won't be able to stop. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Well, you know, the best thing about Twitter is that I've had the privilege of hearing from uh, from some Supernatural fans. And like I said, people have just been so warm and lovely and 
mm-hmm. just so um so passionate about the show and that's that's contagious that's just uh, a great energy so I am very uh, grateful and appreciative to all those people that have been tweeting me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know you're a, you're a step ahead of Jensen now, who who won't join Twitter. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you can stalk him into it. That's right. That's right. That's okay. I'll, I'll put my uh, I put my nails on and I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna wear him down eventually. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll automatically Jared. He would. I think he would crash Twitter single-handedly if he joined. There would be well, yeah. hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands and and of uh, adoring fans and young ladies who would just love to love to get to know him. Well, Jared briefly crashed Twitter when he joined. I'm sure yeah, he did. There was a brief crash. I love it. Perfect. They they definitely have their following. Yeah. You will have yours now that you're on. Now that you're on. We, well, we thank really you. Think. I appreciate. I appreciate all of your uh, your support and uh, and uh, it's just been great. Yeah, I've had a I've had a blast with this supernatural run. Um, is there any um, something coming up you want to you know tell everybody about to make sure and watch or all that people for? know? Um, you know, right now I'm actually on vacation. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, I'm I'm in oh, San good. Diego with my family, and uh, I just spent a couple of days in Disneyland with uh, with my family, um, and I'll be heading back to Vancouver, yes. and uh, and then we'll get back to work, and I will certainly. Uh, keep you updated on Twitter now that I'm on there. Definitely. We will definitely keep up with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's fantastic. Like I said, once you're in the supernatural family there's there's uh there's no leaving. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we're there. It's a great uh it's a great group of people to be uh to be involved with, so I'm honored. Thank you. I do have to say, now talking to you versus seeing you, the role you played last night, you really are phenomenal because you're so nice and <laughs> that role was that, that, that was a tough role to swallow. <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that evil a mother to my children. <laughs> my hat definitely off to you. Thank you uh, for that in your portrayal. That's funny. Well, so did we? Do we have any more questions for Leslie? I don't think so. Not on Twitter. That's okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna head out to dinner with uh, with my family. Great. Enjoy your dinner and thank you so much for calling in and talking with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh thanks for including me as part of the uh the fun that Supernatural is. Thank you so much. I'm glad you had a great experience on the show and thank you so much for calling into the podcast and definitely keep us up on what you're doing and everything going on and we'll see you on Twitter for sure. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Fa- yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Thank you. 
We will post your links again for everybody to see your Twitter links and your fan page on Facebook so everybody can go join. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah and feel free to feel free to message me or tweet me. I'll do my best to uh, answer everyone's questions. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank, thanks, ladies. Thank you for the Q&A, and thank you for the pictures, the behind-the-scenes pictures. Oh, thank you're thank welcome. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Thank you, Leslie. Thanks. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful lady. Wasn't well, she nice. lovely? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much to Leslie Hawk, the shooter. Not at all but, a demon. <laughs> no, I know. She's not monstrous at all. <laughs> she, was, yeah, she was just great. We are so lucky. We've really had some fantastic guests here on on our podcast. And oh, wow. What that was such a great episode last night, wasn't it? I mean, it was so good. Yeah, it's like three in a row. It's like a hat trick. First three up and first three, you know, home runs and just amazing. Just amazing. And now we're gonna talk about the episode and we could take a call in now, I guess, if uh anybody listening and has a comment about the episode. Um since Leslie has signed off, I'll just quickly say our guest uh, calling number is area code 347-205-9801. Um, you can uh, always find us at winchesterbros.com. You click on the icon for Winchester Radio. We're on Facebook, Winchester Bros. We're on uh, Twitter, at Winchester Bros. Uh, you can download us through Blog Talk Radio and also iTunes, um, not just tonight's podcast with Leslie, but also last week with Guy B and uh, uh, all the podcasts are there. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, and back to the episode, The Girl Next Door. So you guys liked it? Yeah. It was really, really, really good. Jensen was Jensen is I agree with, with Leslie. I've never been directed by him, of course, but he is a really <laughs> great director. Mhm. Yes, he is. And I was thinking as I was watching that that his first episode that he directed, Weekend at Bobby's, he was you know he was in it very little, and so was uh, Jared. It was, um, and so he got to spend probably most of his time on that episode behind the camera and directing, and he did a fantastic job. So, but it was I, I I liken it to kind of being in like junior high school and then jumping from junior high to working on his doctorate for this episode because all of a sudden he he's in it a lot more. Jared's in it a lot more. He's advancing a storyline from the first two episodes that he didn't get to see because it was the first one directed, and he had flashbacks and everything else. So he really jumped. In a in quite a quite a episode they gave him, and I he came through with flying colors I thought hello yeah we're here oh Vinny, are you <laughs> yeah uh, I think I had I think I hit mute on my phone and didn't realize it <laughs> I know you have a concert you'll be going to soon I was worried that we might have already lost you yeah <laughs> okay, I believe we are not going. That's why oh. it hit me. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Eh, you know, you really can't be too disappointed on a, missing out a free concert. You're not out <laughs> any money, so it's all right. 
Um, but we'll yes. see, and I will let you guys know. Um, but for now, uh, you still got me. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a few little, I guess, kind of Easter eggs in this episode. I, um, mm-hmm. well, there was the guy in the store was wearing uh, my uh, Batman Under the Red Hood T-shirt. Yep. Which I thought that was cool. Thank you, everybody. Knows voiced Red Hood. And then... Valentine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the... In the, 3D. In <laughs> hellacious 3D. Yes. And then the boys who um, were threatening Amy in the flashback, the red-headed boy was Lucas Barr in Dead in the Water, Amy Acker's son. Oh, I knew he looked familiar. Okay. So, I thought I was cool. something else. And, you, you know, I'm guessing, you know, when they were doing the casting process and Jensen saw, I'm guessing Jensen saw that. I was like, oh, I remember you. You were good. Yeah, let's bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> but, boy, he sure did grow up. It's just amazing to me when I see these kids grow up so fast. trend with this season so far that um, we're just constantly picking up right at the end. So for once, we get to see Dean really, really injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all the really, really bad, in, um, you know, fights and things that they've had, you know, just being thrown against the car broke his leg. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but nice for them to finally do that because you get in monster movie you get Dean mentioning that all his scars are gone and you know they get hurt and we've had Sam with this cut for the few past few episodes but it really hits home just how much of a beating they take with mm-hmm. with what they do yeah all the time <laughs> yeah and, and uh, yeah I, I, I yeah, it's great. You know, my satellite went out right in the middle of this episode. We're we're having like an entire weekend of very bad weather, like almost tropical. And I live in Florida, <laughs> South Florida. And this episode went. My satellite went out right in the middle, and so I missed uh, like almost like almost ten minutes. And so. It's pretty cranky about that so I, I missed a little bit right in the right in the middle at least I got to see the beginning at least I got to see the end but yeah I missed some of the flashbacks and everything and, and I read some things today and I'm like really Amy attacked Sam <laughs> so that must have happened when I when, when I missed when I when I when I missed it and and I and I missed uh, Sam's first kiss with uh, young Sam yeah, young Sam uh, first kiss with uh, young Amy, and I was like, darn it. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I keep wanting to tell people, quit hitting Sam in the head. <laughs> he's all right. I know. He, you know, he, he, he's got the hell wall down. He had a was having a seizure and a concussion at the end of last week, and then 
Um, then Amy knocks his head into a tree, and then Dean punches him in the head. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> people quit hitting his head. <laughs> I I I know. It's like it's like football player. You know, they get concussions over and over and over again. And it, it does have an effect. It'd be, it'd be something if it wasn't really like Lucifer wasn't the problem. It was Sam getting hit in the head over and over. Right. That is making him hallucinate and a little crazy. <laughs> You know, so. I'd be interested to see what like the results of his MRI were. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh, the the poor thing. It's amazing he still does as well as he as he does, and and Dean packs quite a punch because I mean I, he had the element of surprise because when Sam opened his motel room door, uh, you know, he last thing he was expecting was Dean, you know, punching him, but uh, he went flying backwards and uh geez but and i know everybody is up in arms over dean telling sam that he trusted him and then going suppose you know behind his back and then going and killing amy a grown-up amy after after all but you know sam sam didn't tell dean what he was what he knew about the case coming back again he didn't tell him about uh um, going to be on the case or anything like that. He he leaves while Dean is sleeping. He takes the Impala and the keys and he leaves them out. No wonder Dean was cranky. Well, you know, I I see it as more less of a betrayal and more of a protection. Uh, where mm-hmm. I can see where people do see it as a betrayal, I see it as you know Sam's already going through this intense thing with his mental psyche and. Dean basically took it out of Sam's hand where Sam won't have to deal with this anymore, ever again. It's never going to come back from his past and run up behind him and bite him again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely put to rest. It's nothing Dean has to worry about. It's nothing Sam has to worry about. Well, you mm-hmm. know, aside from the kid growing up and coming back. But um, mm-hmm. as of right now, it's one less thing for them to worry about. Mhm. Well, I I understand, Dean. It still it still made made me sad. Um, I'm still a little gun shy because you know we're just getting the brothers back together again, and now all of a sudden again there's stuff between them. And I know you have to have conflict and whatever. And I guess actually from the beginning, Sam and Dean have always had their sort of issues and bickering and and whatever. But you know, I'm I, I you know just I'm tired of them being apart, so I really want them together again and I and I know it, it stems too from Dean wanting to protect Sam but I, I also thought it was interesting that Dean says you know you can't change who you are you know you're a monster you're going to kill again I think he's not only talking he was on, not only talking about Amy I think he was talking about himself and I how agree. he tried yeah he, he uh, spent a year with Lisa and Ben and trying to be different and you know he left the life but the life found him again, and uh, not that he minded, but you know he he and he talked um, in you can't handle the truth. You know I'm a killer. You know I I have to accept that. He has to accept who he is and what he does. And part of that was going back and taking care of a monster that, as far as they've seen, really hardly. I won't say no monster can change because I think there was one. I mean, even Lenore tried it, she ended up feeding again, even though she did her best not to, Lenore the vampire. Um, 
and it's not like he enjoyed it, but he just, like you said, he just felt it was something he needed to do. Um, that was a very chilling scene with Amy's son showing up in the doorway of motel to find mom like that and him saying, you know, I'm going to kill you someday and Dean saying, well, you know, if I'm still around and you can find me, you know, I'll be expecting you. It didn't bother him in the room. <laughs> so that, but um, that was a pretty creepy. One of the things that I thought of when I was watching it was mm-hmm. Dean, it's almost a, the continuing of a cycle where Dean is almost creating the monster version of himself by killing Amy and creating this child with this vengeance in him. He created the Kitsune version of himself. And um, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty interesting where, you know, he he made himself the yellow eyed demon of this of this kid's world. Yeah. Because as far as this child is concerned, you know, if it's black and white, Dean's Dean's not the white hat for this this child's life. Mhm. So I thought that was a, an interesting parallel for them to do within the show um, as mm-hmm. far as the area goes. I completely mm-hmm. agree with you because after we, you know, we were talking about there earlier today, you know, Dean, you know, saw something horrible, kill his mother, and for all of his life, you know, all he and his brother and his dad did was try to find the thing that killed her mother. And so basically that's the same thing that's happening to that little boy something really bad killed his mother, and so he's going to spend the rest of his life trying to find Dean again. Yep. There was a lot of parallels within this episode. You get that. Um, I thought a, a, an interesting one. I wonder if it was, I don't remember if it was in the script or um, if it was maybe something Jensen did, but, you know, you have when... Young Amy and young Sam, young, or, you know, young Amy's taking care of young Sam. He puts the Coke uh, can up to his eye for the swelling, and then towards the end of the episode, when Dean punches Sam, it's the same exact thing, where he's mm-hmm. to reduce the swelling, he's holding the can. And there were a lot of, you know, visual parallels, kind of making everything go full circle, where it feels like almost like their mm-hmm. life changes. It's a constant revolving involvement around the same situations. Mhm. Yeah, and he's yeah, Sam is Sam started as research guy and he's still research guy and it was nice consistency too that young Sam doesn't like bullies. You know, he found some bullying uh, someone he likes, Amy, and he can step right in and take care of it and it's not something you you'd think about him because he looks pretty studious and and whatever. But um, young Sam, you know, no bullies. And it's also consistent with the uh, um, after-school special. And it it also um, reinforced the Sam with demons type of thing. You know, Sam's first kiss was with a monster. And now Mm -hmm. she's dead. Yeah, and, and now she's dead. <laughs> it just took a little longer, but, but the curse still holds. Sam's death and demon's streak still lives. Yep. Um, and Clarity, I don't know how much you watch. I think you do. 
But I know Beck can I for sure. How do you feel about the use of the, the name Amy Pond? <laughs> I thought that was just awesome. I just loved it. And it sounded like in the show, um, Amy Amy picked that name as like an alias. So that Amy must be a Doctor Who fan. And Sam recognized the name also. That's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the yeah. name. When the broke, Becky and I both went, um, did they do that on purpose? Or did they just... <laughs> It was a, a name that flows, because it is a good name that it just flows. Uh, but when, you know, watching Sam have the reaction of cute name, I thought, you know, that was a, yep. a nice nod to how, how geeky our fandom really can be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Joel State's pretty much a fandom icon with Firefly and Stargate Atlantis and everything else. And she was saying how, you know, what a fantastic time she's had on the set and just love, love, loved it, and would be happy to go back again sometime. And again, nobody ever really dies on Supernatural, so grown-up Amy could show up again for sure. Um, let's see. I've also seen some comments around uh, regarding uh, Sam bringing Dean cake instead of pie. <laughs> and, uh, I it was so funny. <laughs> I got a kick out of it. Uh, I know some people, I've seen some comments where people got a kick out of it and some where people thought it was a little neglectful of some to uh, bring the wrong dessert. I thought it was uh, funny. I, I, I think, think that. that. I, I prefer cake to pie, so, you know. <laughs> but if you'll notice, when when um, Sam takes the Impala keys, Bean did not eat that cake. No, no, I did not. Didn't. It was still sitting there. He likes his pie. Uh, no. I, I don't think it was neglectful of Sam. I think it could be all the store had. Also, I am. It's. Um, I, I don't put it past Sam to to have having their pie there, but but Sam getting cake just to bug Bean. You know, they are brothers. <laughs> he likes bugging him, and he's always bugging him pie, pie. Don't forget the pie. You know, love me some pie, and Sam's like, you know what? I'm gonna bring him cake just to annoy him. Uh-huh. Took it more. I I thought of it that way, and then I thought of the flip side of that is, you know, he's going to a convenience store. It was inconvenient that it didn't have pie. He still brought him a dessert, so mm-hmm. you know, he didn't put off. He went, oh, you know, they don't have what he wants. I'll bring a substitution. But I mm-hmm. did love the delivery of the line of I got you cake. And it keeps yeah. the going that Sam has never actually brought Dean his pie. Dean always nope. asks. Sam's never brought it. Something <laughs> always happens when he does not deliver on the pie. Yep. And you know what else is absolutely hysterical, and I just love it, and it's also very consistent? Dean got right into that telenovela, the Spanish soap opera. <laughs> and so was Bobby, because Bobby could always go, oh, what happened? That that was my favorite part, was when Bobby came in, and he's like, um, Bobby, Ricardo, yeah. and Bobby's like, what? <laughs> you could tell Bobby was, like, really into it, too. That was my favorite. And yeah, I thought that was so cute. I have to give them both uh, credit on their uh, their accents. They they both did pretty well. <laughs> uh, and I give them yeah. credit for getting sucked in and, and uh, understanding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, it's lost, lost months of their lives to um, to novelas. I understand. <laughs> Which, you know, we know from, uh, I can't think of the name. Oh, the one, 
Fallen Idols, that um, the one with um, Abraham Lincoln, um, Dean didn't know Spanish. He couldn't talk to the housekeeper. And Sam mm-hmm. had to do it. So it makes me wonder if Sam maybe has given Dean some Spanish lessons mm-hmm. so he would understand what was going on. Well, I figure Dean, five weeks, you know, with the, with the cast on his leg and can't go too much farther than the couch and was watching TV. So five weeks, if you're watching the telenovela every single day, maybe they only get the Spanish channel or it's one of the few channels they get. Um, maybe he's picked up quite a bit of Spanish over those weeks. You know, he picks up a lot of stuff. You know, it's a, it's a you just never know what, what Dean's going to come up with. So I wouldn't put it past him actually picking up enough Spanish to maybe get along now, especially since he's enjoying the telenovela. And how cool was it that was Rufus's cabin that Bobby probably knew about? I did like that. Yeah, I miss Rufus. Yeah, I do too, very much. And I thought it was a a great scene at the beginning when Bobby comes to, to get Sam and Dean out of the hospital. And poor Dean thinks Bobby's dead. He really, really does. And he wakes up and he's sort of drugged out and he's in pain. And there's there's Bobby and Bobby and he's like, oh, Bobby, you're alive. And Bobby's like, yeah, you know, great, thanks, but let's get the hell out of here. But I like he stops and he just kind of pats Dean's cheek, you know, like 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 yeah, kid, I get it, you know. I uh, I'm glad I'm alive too. And I'm glad I love the way. Dean, I love the way Dean says, a monster broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, They gave me morphine. <laughs> His wonderment over it was was really cool. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'm wow. so glad I'm so glad to hear that we you know, Bobby didn't lose all those books. We should have known, as smart as Bobby is, he made copies mm-hmm. and hit them around. So that's good to know. I was thinking that, you know, he's not very upset about his house burning down. And then I thought, you know what, I bet you, as he said before, when he made a copy of the book that cast stole, he said, oh, you know, Bobby, Bobby Singer, paranoid bastard. I bet you he's got stuff in, like, storage units and safe houses everywhere. We have a caller, um, so I think I'll let them on. Sound good? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh Hello, caller. Welcome to Winchester Radio. You're on. Hello, Hi, it's me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Okay, great. <laughs> I've been listening to the show. It's fantastic. I, I really well, love you guys. Um, I give out so much information. So nice to be able to hear some, you know, tidbits and, and stuff behind the scenes and all. It's really great. Um, I'm a real supernatural fan and I really enjoy your your program. Oh, so Thank you you. Thank you. You're a regular listener when you can. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Um yeah, I was I was thinking too, um, with the whole telenovela in Spanish uh, picking up on the language. You probably don't need to know very much Spanish to know what's going on on a telenovela. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like most soap operas, it it probably moves relatively slowly, and they probably talk a lot about the same things every day, like most soap operas. Actually, novelas do. first. Novelas um, have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They usually only last for a few months. 
So they do mm-hmm. actually kind of wrap it up. It's like a season, but you get, they don't, it's just once. Mm-hmm. So they don't go on and indefinitely. They really, they do For it. years. Well, they yeah. do it. It's a different dynamic in a in a Spanish novella rather than an American soap opera. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's a really long miniseries. Well, I uh, I loved the uh, the show last night. It was um, Jensen did an amazing job of directing the. Uh, I loved the scene where Sam was stalking her in the woods. It really felt like you were there. Uh, it was amazing. So uh, Jensen did a great job. Mhm. Good. What did you think about the end with Dean going back to kill Amy and not telling Sam? Oh, that was I. You know, I really wasn't shocked, and I'm actually am shocked that so many people were so surprised that Dean would kill her, because I, I think the the spoilers and the previews and everything kind of led up to the point that um, she was going to have to die because she was a monster, and it reminded me of Madison and the Werewolf episode where she had to die. There was nothing that they could do about it because she would kill again. So I wasn't shocked at all. Mm-hmm. But there's all this controversy over, you know, Dean uh, killing her and kind of lying to Sam, but he had no choice but to lie to Sam because he had to kill her and he could not let Sam know that that's what he was going to do. So it was he was torn. But definitely um, she had to die. <laughs> she, she was kind of... Um, uh, foregone conclusion, I, to me anyway. So I wasn't yeah, shocked, she said but she I wasn't wouldn't. mad. Mm-hmm. She said she yeah, wouldn't, she said but if her son gets right. sick again, if her son gets yeah, sick what if, again, you know she's going to do it again. Right, right, she'd have to. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, the other thing was um, he let the son live, and someone else had brought up a good point on, on um, one of the websites that what's the kid going to do now to survive if he doesn't kill what's going to happen to this this um this boy how is he going to survive asked now him. Dean asked him yeah. he said do you have someone you can go to and the kid said yes so i don't mm-hmm. know if that means he's got another month or of uh dead pituitary glands but uh don't know it just kind of seems mm-hmm. like he created a kind of created a monster too, at the same time. Yeah. Who's the father? Who, who's fathering these? I wondered about that. Yeah, who's yeah. I father? wanted to know who the father was. Right. right. Wonder. Can they have a like? Does a Katsuni have to breed with a Katsuni? <laughs> or is there, mm-hmm. is there a half? Yeah, can you be a half uh, monster? Right. Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit human. I'm, Curious about that? Yeah, right. but you only, it doesn't matter if the father's, some, you know, a monster or not. It's just it just follows with the mother's monster genes or something. I don't know. Yeah, I we're yeah. talking about monster uh, genetics, <laughs> hereditary <laughs> genetics. <laughs> but you know, there we go. Supernatural. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's cool, and because in supernatural, it's it's pretty well-rounded. It's not black and white. You know, you can see 
you could understand both sides of the story with the monster, like uh, Leslie Hopps was saying, she said, I just thought of her as a mother, you know, a little mother yeah. protecting her, her children, and everybody can understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah and uh, you really sympathize with her because um, she had to do what she had to do to save her child. At the same time, she had figured out a way to cope with being a monster by becoming a magician. And mm-hmm. uh, Sam could definitely understand because he's been talking the last couple of weeks about how he's managing his mm-hmm. um, problem. And she was managing her uh, affliction, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's hope he has more success than Amy. Mm. Oh, and definitely, they've got to stop hitting him in the head. They have got to stop hitting Sam in the head. <laughs> I know, right? Leave his head alone. <laughs> He's going to need a helmet. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Sam should just start wearing a motorcycle helmet all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for, for taking my call. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for calling and listening. All right. You have a good night. You too. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, Another thing, we saw, it also advanced the Leviathan story. We we heard from their leader and uh, the one guy checking the credit cards and tracking them through their uh, credit card accounts. And um, so they're they're onto them now. <laughs> what I was wondering is how do they know? Because apparently they have they know all their credit card aliases. So it's like, where did they get that information from? Is it from when they were all within Castiel? Did they get all that information from Cass? I don't know. It could be something. I don't know if. They're they're looking to flag certain places and certain, um, um, you know, consistencies and and going to particular places a lot. You know, I I don't know. It could be a lot of different things. The Leviathan seemed pretty sharp. Um, They sure pick up things fast because you know at the in last week's episode. You know, they were just learning whatever their hosts learned, and they're they're really learning fast. <laughs> yeah, well, they had five weeks, you know, <laughs> or six weeks as long as, uh, you know, Dean's had a broken leg, so a little time, but that's still very fast to, to pick up on everything. And we saw the hospital Leviathans again, and Edgar, the, who's, who's one of the leaders, but he's not the big bad. I guess we're not going to see that for a little while, and... I don't know, that whole scene where um, the one Leviathan caught up to the convenience store clerk and he said, you know, everything goes better with cheese and then dumped the whole pot yeah. of cheese on top of that. Oh, it creeped me out. Ah. Me too. I didn't expect it to be, you know, when the scene starts, you kind of feel like it's a little, pardon the pun, cheesy. And then <laughs> it actually really made my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. But he's... He is so right, though. Everything does go better with cheese. Yeah, yeah he's not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 
and maybe you could get a commercial for the. It made me think of the commercial um, for cheese, uh, uh, dairy, and it's a little girl, and she got and she gets like every Christmas present in in the world possible, and her parents are in shock, like, "My gosh, where those come from?" And she goes, "It's for Santa," and she says, "I left him cheese." Oh <laughs> yeah, I like yell. <laughs> Never mind those cookies. Leave Santa cheese. <laughs> so, yeah. And- and there was a uh, Mistress Magda mentioned. We haven't heard from about her in a while. I'm sorry, who? I didn't hear. Mistress Magda, one of Chuck's favorite call girls, I guess. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah, and Biggersons. Yeah, Biggersons. And that, um, the what they were showing as Biggersons is actually the exact same Denny's that they used for Biggersons in Bad Day at Black Rock. So mm. I don't know if it was, I don't know if in the story it was supposed to be the same one or not, but in reality it was the very same one that they used. That's so cool. They're very consistent. <laughs> I was, um, Vinny, I was telling you we should have went to the round to the back when we were in Vancouver. Last time I was looking through my pictures from my first year there, and I do have pictures of that back area where you can see the fence where they parked beside it and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you do have you do have the location footage. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and another thing, I'd like to take issue uh, with Dean. You know, uh, pot calling the kettle black. He tells Amy she really should have changed her license tags. Well, hello, Impala, the same Ohio place for how many years now? Right. Well, I know they... In the second seasons when they changed them, so. Yeah. And been, you know, we're going on five years of being extremely trackable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they should be like, change, seriously, they should be changing cars and tags and everything like constantly and I understand why they keep the Impala, but uh, really the tag ought to change a little more often. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say a spoiler. So if you're listening and you don't want to know spoilers, cover your ears and go la 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 because I'm gonna say spoiler. But <laughs> <laughs> they do change cars pretty soon. Mm. Which, yeah. Uh, I'm What's dreading that. Actually. I'm dreading it. <laughs> I know. Well, it probably can't be permanent. It's gonna, and you know, it's gonna kill Dean. I mean, he called the Impala my baby twice last night, which, which I love. <laughs> yeah, I like the way Jensen says baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shallow. I must be shallow for just a second. <laughs> I like the way he says baby. Um. Oh, no, I forgot what I was looking at. Hmm. Oh, I remember. Um, I thought it was an interesting flashback that we get of Amy telling Sam that he's a freak. And then the entire progression of the show, we've seen Sam fight with being an air quote freak and resisting it. And you get the flashback of somebody so long ago 
laying it out for him, not in a taunting way, but in a factual way. And the episode closes, or nearly closes, with Sam kind of accepting it. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that it took him 13 years to really kind of accept how different he really is. And mm-hmm. it broke his heart. It really, it really did break my heart. Because we know how, you know, we know how, what a hard time he's had with the word freak. And, like, I always think of that scene in uh, Free to Be You and Me when he is um, laying in bed with what he thinks is Jessica and it's actually Lucifer. And he says, <laughs> he says that he's a freak and everything. It just, we know how much it just kills, it hurts him to be that way. And he doesn't like Dean thinking of him as a freak. And, and with him knowing, okay, yeah, I admit it, I'm a freak, I'm crazy, I'm I'm a part monster, I'm crazy, I'm insane, I'm a freak, I'm a grade A freak. That just kills me, it breaks my heart for Sam. I know. And sadly, that scene was when my satellite was out, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. I know, it's good to hear about it, at least. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Oh, well. I get spoiled with the USA shows and, and sci-fi that repeat everything constantly, so you can never really miss them. <laughs> and I know uh, I can probably watch it on the CW site eventually, but. Uh, well, you, I always buy mine straight from Amazon.com, dollar ninety-nine an episode. So, and you can watch it on their website, or it also plays through my DVD player. So. And I get mine through iTunes. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for the moment. <laughs> hmm. um, really, I, you know, I'm just thrilled with the way season seven is going. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. I think, you know, anybody who was worried or kind of maybe lost faith in the momentum of the show... If you stopped watching in season six, you're really, really missing out if you stopped in in five or six. Yeah. You're really missing out because the, it's, it's really getting back to the formula that made it what it was. Um, mm-hmm. But in my opinion, even better. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Let's do something about season six in the show because Supernatural is not the only show to have kind of a iffy up and down, I won't say iffy, because there was a lot to like about season six, and there was some problems with it, but it must be just like season six. Um, I want to say last night's episode was written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin. After, for me, they had a slightly shaky start. They really, like, like, got very involved and really started doing their homework and watching and got a handle on the characters of Sam and Dean and have really written some great episodes since uh, since then. I waffle about Yellow Fever. I know a lot of people like it, but I, I oh, put it in the icky column. <laughs> love Yellow Fever. You love Yellow Fever. There's, I love I, there's Yellow parts Fever. of it I love, and there's parts of it that annoy me. <laughs> uh, it's one of those episodes that I, I enjoy, but it's not a go-to episode for me. So, mm-hmm. But I know um, I very rarely have the issues with episodes that a lot of other people do. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to be a lot more laid back about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it, it takes yeah. somebody going, 
well, this was this was wrong, and they should. And I'm like, oh, I can totally see your side of that, but usually it does kind of wash over me. Um, I don't mm-hmm. get up in arms. Mm-hmm. There are only there are only two episodes that I won't watch of Supernatural. Basically, when I'm going through DVDs, and it's not because they're bad or anything. It's just because, well, one of it's because it bores me. Ghost Facers, um, hey. episode two uh. Ghost Facers. Sam and Dean are barely in it. And even though I love the Ghost Facers themselves, they're really good. The episode kind of bores me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it has, a few moments, it has a few moments that are good. But other than that, I usually just tend to skip over. It's like I can find one that's better than that. And then mm-hmm. the other one is kind of, it's just, is actually because it's really, really creepy, is um, Family Remains with the heater oh, yeah. in the basement and all that stuff. That's just really, really yeah. creepy. That's a pretty icky one, I, I have to say. I, I like it, and it's got some good stuff in it, but, yeah, it's, that's a pretty creepy one. Um, we have another caller? So, shall we? Right. Okay. Uh, caller, if you're listening, you're about to go on the air. Hello, caller. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Say hello. Hey, how are you? Good. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, if if we could just go back for just one second to the whole Impala and the tag. I have okay. tweeted repeatedly wanting to know the significance of why the camera shoots straight at the tag on so many episodes. And because you guys are just experts at all this, maybe you can help me out. <laughs> and the KAZ2Y5, I've seen it 10 million times in that first season, and now the new Ohio tag, and I can't even remember it, and it's been on more. What's the significance uh, well, of it? Is, is there one? Well, the first one, the, the KAZ2Y5, is it's for Kansas, which is where uh, Sam and Dean are from, and 2Y5, it's the year 2005 when the show started. That's that's what I figured on that. Now, the Ohio one, yeah. I don't anything on the Ohio one. As far as the numbers and letters, I don't think so, but Kripke's from Ohio. Yeah, who's from, who's from Ohio? I always, I always read it as chunk. Every time they pull up, my brain reads chunk. CNK eight Q three. And yeah, I don't think we've ever you know, a lot of people have wondered what the significance for those, but I don't think we've ever found out what those letters and numbers stand for, if anything. But, yeah, it's because Eric Cookie's from Cleveland, Ohio, so it's probably, I would guess, something maybe to do with that, where he's from mm-hmm. or something. Okay, because I'm totally yeah. in the show. I love every second of it, and some of these little quirky things, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I just beat my brain trying to figure it out. <laughs> of course, I'm probably like the psycho that's doing that, but. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much what Eric Cookie wants is for you to scream and Rock your brain. What, what does it all mean? Because I'm sure he, he enjoys that sort of torture for everyone. It's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, it's it's right because, you know, pretty much everything in Supernatural has some kind of significance. You know, they have, like, an amazing design and prop department and everything, and they spend so much time and so much attention to detail that, you know, probably not 100% of things has a meaning, but the vast majority is is something. So you, it's always worthwhile to watch the backgrounds of things and wonder about car tags, you know, like like the, the tag on Death's Cadillac was bye bye 
you know, which kind of works for him being death, you know, because it's a goodbye. And then also, I think since it was fifth season and death, I think it was Eric Kripke's way of saying goodbye because it was a California plate, and he lives mm. in California now, and it said bye-bye. So I think it was him saying goodbye to Supernatural, sort of, since he's still hanging around. <laughs> Thank goodness. Love it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I Thanks for calling. I hope to call in another time. Hopefully thank we'll you. have a better answer for you next time. <laughs> now, that's as good as an answer as I expect. I was hoping that it wasn't something that's going to slap me in the face and I'm just dumb and couldn't see it. <laughs> no. That's all we know all about it. Okay, great. Hope to... Maybe call in next Saturday. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. You guys have a good one. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Bye. Thank you very much. Becky, is there anything like like site wise you want to mention, like eBay auctions and? We do currently have an auction going um, for a Jared photo op and a Jensen photo op for the Chicago convention. I think there's maybe three days left on the auction. Um, it's right now. It's just at at the base price of what those two tickets were. To, you know, would cost if you bought them from Creation Site. But Jensen's photo ops are sold out, so this is you know one of the only ways to get a Jensen photo op. If you're going to Chicago convention and you're looking for photo op tickets, um, check out our eBay auctions. We've got the links on Twitter, Facebook, and our website. 100% of the proceeds go to the American Cancer Society, and the tickets were donated by one of our Twitter followers in memory of her sister-in-law who passed away to cancer. So check those mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's that's very cool. And Chicago is two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, the con starts on Friday. I will be there. <laughs> that's so, right. Yay. And this weekend is the convention in Toronto, Mm-hmm. And so I was watching some of the tweets today from Misha's panel and everything. And tomorrow, of course, is um, Cliff has a panel tomorrow, and then, of course, Jared and Jensen. I don't know if anyone else has panels tomorrow. Oh, yeah, they go pretty late. I think Death's panel is tomorrow night, really late, I think. Julian Richings. Oh, they're so lucky. I would love to see him at a convention. He's so great. Julian Richings. Yeah, they they definitely um, they lucked out. What's that? They lucked out. I would love to meet him. Yeah, I'm excited because Sebastian Roche is coming to Chicago. They just announced that, so that will be fun. <laughs> oh, great! For his panel. <laughs> he's a great wild and crazy show. guy. I know. He's he and insane. I go back to General Hospital. <laughs> Tomorrow there will be a brand new episode of Divine the Series. So it will be the fifth episode. So make sure everybody checks that out, divinetheseries.com. Definitely. Last last week's episode of Divine I think is my favorite one so far. Me too. But I keep saying that about every episode that comes out. Every episode is like my new favorite. But <laughs> like, oh, that's so good this week. Oh my gosh, this one's so good. 
big, fancy, wonderful camera, and, and her pictures usually go to Win, Winchester Bros. She's uh, she's uh, much much better. You'll have much better pictures if she takes them, but I will do my best to tweet highlights uh, uh, that you guys can retweet. Definitely, nothing happening. But, yeah, um, Montana always shares, and she's got a really nice camera, and we sit in the front row, so she usually gets lots of great stuff. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we'll have pictures for sure. Um, going back to the episode, I do want to ask both of you, because this is something that I've gone back and forth about. How did you feel about the the way the scenes were colored to break apart with that game we were in? Um, I didn't quite catch the last part. You know how when we did, we did the flashbacks, we had that yellow sepia tone. Uh-huh. And then when we're in real time, everything's in natural color. Um, uh-huh. What did, what did you think of that? I thought oh. it was way it was way more way more brownish than I'm used to, the flashbacks were. But I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But to me, um, it gave, to me, it gave it more of an 80s feel than a late 90s feel, though. <laughs> That, that, yeah, it, it made it feel a little a little older of a flashback than it really was when I stopped and counted the years. Uh, it seemed frontierland to me. It was kind of frontierland with the western. Uh, they're very sort of warm, like browns and golds that you sort of get with frontierland and western. I mean, I didn't mind it. It's not like it bothered me or took me out of the scene, but it was definitely a, a little different because usually the flash, flashbacks are relatively the same. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a cool choice to do it if you're going to change the colors. Because usually when you get flashbacks of different colors, the colors are muted or washed out. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was post-production or Jensen's choice to make them a much more warmer tone. And I thought that was an interesting choice instead of just like, you know, a washed out, muted kind mm-hmm. of faded memory look. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was because it was... I don't know the kind of flashback. It was, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, it's like some of it, I don't know if it, was, it had to do with Sam thinking, his brain chemistry a little different, so maybe the colors are a little different. Um, yeah, and also, you know, it was a kind of a interesting time for him to remembering, you know, first kiss and somebody he had a crush on, and a little bit part of it, not all of it, of, of course. Um we have another caller who's been holding a bit, so I'm going to go ahead and put them on. Hello? Are you there? Hello? I'm sorry, hello? Winchester Radio? Hi, are you there? We're here. Hi. 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 Um, I wanted to talk about the pie and the cake thing again. Okay. Okay. The way that I understood it was that Sam had like it had something to do with how he's having problems lately with his head that he didn't do it intentionally. Oh. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. That's a cool theory. I like that. Mhm. I wanted to see what you thought about that. And then how many times I hit him in the head last night. <laughs> 
really seems to be a running theme with everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I really think that he he knew he was supposed to get Dean some dessert, and he picked up the cake thinking that's what Dean asked for. And if Sam was, like, in his normal state of mind, he would have remembered Dean always asked for pie. But he's not in his normal state. I, I like the mm-hmm. idea of, you know, either, now that you've presented that, of him either not being able to differentiate or not being right. able to remember exactly. Like, that's, that's a really cool theory. It'd be interesting to see if they um, pursue him kind of displacing items with other items. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, that's all I had. So I'm glad I found your show. I'm my kids call me the biggest nerd for listening. I love it. Oh, so, ladies. <laughs> and whenever I'm, whenever I'm okay. getting ready to do the podcast, my son asks me if I'm getting ready to do my nerd cast. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first night that I've listened live. I usually pick it up on iTunes. But uh, yeah, this is great. So I'm going to keep listening. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. You know, that's very interesting about Sam maybe not realizing the difference between pie and cake and thinking, oh, dessert's dessert. You know, did he get there and go, uh-oh, Dean asked for something. Maybe it was probably it was cake. It was pie. It was cake. Uh-oh. Who knows? Could have, he could have shown up. I cookies. really like that theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then because he passed it off so quickly, because he was like to Dean, "Oh, it's the same thing, right?" You know, in right. the same kind of tone, the way he was talking about how I'm managing it. You know, I'm okay. You know, all that. So maybe, yeah, very good. Ooh, a cookie, a cookie for our caller that was just on that came up with that theory. Hmm. Supernatural cookie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else about the episode? Anything about the part of the episode where I couldn't see it? <laughs> you guys, <laughs> unfortunately. You uh, you missed the middle, right? The first, you missed the kiss. Yeah. Uh, I missed the kiss, and I missed Amy cracking Sam in that head to get out of the woods. I guess because that was that was a mystery to me. It's like, really. <laughs> But, yeah, you would think Dean would know better than to punch him in the head. <laughs> Again? Well, Dean always goes for the head. He always goes for the headshot, which is weird because when you you get taught how to fight, you don't go for the head with your fist. It's kind of weird mm. that Dean always goes for the head with sound. But, you I, don't, know, you I don't know. You the head with your hand, that's a good way to hurt yourself. Mm. I don't know. There might be a question for Jensen. Seriously. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, because, you know, they all plan those fights out and punches. And say, you know, why? Why does Dean always punch Sam in the face? Why do you always I don't know. I don't know. 
It was pretty hard because poor Sam was flying backwards. Um, you 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 do forget that, uh, it, and it's a nice way for them to illustrate because sometimes through the show they do kind of push Sam being bigger, stronger, and a better hunter, and you kind of forget just how strong and trained and capable Dean can be sometimes because mm-hmm. he does end up a foil a lot. As he said last week, he's the only person who could kick his ass in real time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Hmm. I noticed the same motel sort of that familiar concrete, sort of lacy concrete pattern outside the Amy's motel room door. We've seen that a lot. like it. Yeah. That actual, that motel that they used for that, um, that, when I found out what where it was, I was kicking my butt. I was telling Vinny about it. I was so upset that we did not go by there when we found out what it was because that's a motel that I've been looking for since X-Files years because a lot of X-Files has been filmed at that same motel. Um, okay, for instance, the one where, um, oh, I can't think of his name right now, is in first or second season, he's a friend, uh, Mulders, who gets abducted by aliens. Um, he had, he takes seizure medication. He's in a um, trailer in the parking lot of the motel. And, um, mm-hmm. and then um, also the one with the... Um, EBE, right? Uh, yeah, EBE, that one. And then the one where um, with the invisible... And you know that you know, someone could kidnapped by aliens on X-Files doesn't exactly narrow it down. I know, that's true. <laughs> and, and, oh, but you got it, you, you got it. And um, then the episode with the, the, the one that scared me the most, and it's been some... I, I used to know all these names, and I cannot remember them now. Um the one with the invisible things with the red eyes that came over on Ponce de Leon's ship and they were under the ground. Um, it, it was kind of like our Wendy, it was kind of like Supernatural's Wendigo episode. Yeah. Um, they okay. were, Mulder kept calling them Mothmen, moth the Mothmen. Yeah, right? yeah, that one. It was the motel that Mulder and Scully were staying in there. It's the same one. Oh, oh, that was creepy when he found them under the motel room bed, or he didn't find them. They were there, and he had no idea. Ooh, that was a great episode. And it's the one where uh, Scully sings to him. Yeah, and, that's uh, like Scully. And they talk about, you know, building, uh, you know, a, a camaraderie office, um, building camaraderie, like an office training and exercises, and, they, and Mulder wanted to build, like, a get out of that hole by a stack of bodies, you know, supposed to be office yeah. furniture. <laughs> bodies. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes, but it also is the scariest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be fun to have yeah. David Duchovny on Supernatural someday. That'd be so cool. Oh, gosh. That would be... Talk about oh mm-hmm. that would be the, that would be the most best oh awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just stop by having to scream all the way all the way across state lines. <laughs> yes. 
you know, and but I don't know, it, it's definitely a spoiler, but we've got two guest stars coming up very soon that I'm so excited about. I'm just beside myself because it's definitely like a casting dream come true for me on the show. I'm sure I'm sure Becky knows I'm talking about yeah. And we we actually got to, uh, when Vinny and I were in Vancouver, we got to see both of those um, guest stars. So it was very mm. cool. That would be so neat. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, um, that reminds me, who is who is watching it? She, I think she's Chico, Chico 06 on. Oh, yeah, Suzanne Chico Gomez. 06. Suzanne Gomez. Um, she was watching the episode and tweeting about it the other day. Did you see that? I did, but I tried not to pay attention because I, I was afraid she was going to spoil me. <laughs> she didn't really. She didn't really. I mean, she she sort of vaguely, vaguely kind of hinted, and I tweeted her that she was an evil woman <laughs> for doing it. And she tweeted me back, and she said that I will love it. So I'm 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 sure, but um, if they if that advanced preview is out there, how come we don't have it? <laughs> right, right. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Hmm. I haven't heard anybody else mention it though either. So, yeah, no one, no one else has. But that's cool. I mean, I'm glad she got to see it. I'm glad she said it's great. She said she was, she just loved it, tweeting and watching it. She and she wasn't very specific, which is good. But yeah, pretty excited about that one. It's fancy, but I think I'm going to hold off until next week's episode airs and see um, see if that parallel is, is going where I think it's going. But I don't want to I don't want to spoil anybody who is who really really tries to avoid spoilers because it would be a. Mm-hmm. I already you know it's been a it's a release spoiler, but some people even avoid those. So remind me next week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Remind me that I had something. Okay. Sounds good. Um, we got about 14 minutes left. Is there anything else we need to cover? Um, else want to talk about? We definitely want to say thank you again to Leslie Hops, the shooter, for being a fantastic guest on the podcast tonight. Um, our record holds true. We get the most amazing guests on here. Thank you so much for talking about her experience on the show. Love having you. Any other news of note? Oh, if you're listening um, and you haven't checked out her pictures yet, make sure you go to our website and to the gallery to see the exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes pictures that she sent to us. They're really cool. Yes, and if you're wondering, uh, there's Jensen's involved in a couple of them, so definitely go check them out. If uh, if he's your focus, you'll be happy. Jensen's <laughs> in three of them, I think, three of the four. Yeah, and oh yeah, that's right. And if your focus is Colin Ford, you definitely want to check it out. <laughs> so and Emma Grabinski, she's in them too. <laughs> yeah, Dang. yeah, she was terrific. She was terrific. Both her and Colin Ford seem like mature and talented beyond their years, which I think is really great. Becky, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I thought, um, 
yeah, you know what? Um, my my computer just went off, had a power surge. I okay. don't know if that means we're off the air or if if are you signed in? I'm I'm sorry if I'm talking about technical stuff and we are still on the air. I apologize. People don't really need to hear it. Oh, uh, we're still on the air. It's up for me. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at. We're still on the air. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Vinny's gone. It. I don't know if she hung up or it dropped her call or what. But she didn't actually say goodbye, so I don't know. Vinny, <laughs> I think she may. Vinny, are you on now? Vinny, if she comes back, I I can't let her on because yeah. my computer is starting up again. So you said hello. Well, there hello. she is. Like, why can't you guys hear me? I'm talking. <laughs> no, I don't know. I couldn't hear you at all. No one could hear me. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> your call dropped, and then, uh, but then I noticed you were you were just tuned in. So and when I when I yeah. called back in, no one could hear me. It was really weird. So, <laughs> that that happened before. Around. I think that's blog talk radio because we've had that happen before. I think each of us have experienced that a few times. And then one time blog talk radio, like, just decided to stop the show and and, uh, canceled everybody in the middle of things. (laughs) Thank goodness we didn't have a guest that that time. And my computer had a power surge and shut down. I'm glad we're still on the air, though. Uh, But I guess we're starting to wrap it up. Is there anything else, you guys, or should we... Say goodnight and thank you, and we'll see you next week. Um, the other thing is, um, we had discussed. I think oh, it was the one you, the first part of class clarity, the one you couldn't make um, about trying to get uh, the CW to uh, kind of sit up and take notice and advertise for the show a bit better. Um, one of the things that you can do also is um, tweet the sponsors that. Uh, that play commercials during the episode, let them know that you, you know, that you caught the commercial while you were watching the show. Um, and you can go to um, at SPNNG, they're the SPN National Guard um, on Twitter, and they have a full list of sponsors. And, uh, you know, any, anything we can get in, we can ball rolling on getting some advertising every little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I guess the ratings were steady from last week, but they are a little bit down this season. So um, definitely. Usually, the adjusted ones that come out about um, in a few days, they they kind of hover a certain amount. Um, mm-hmm. Doing better than a lot of other shows on the network, I will say that. Yes, I think. And being around a bunch of young just, shows. Isn't it just that the CW itself is down a little bit? And I think, again, I think all the networks are slowly but surely losing live viewers. It's like when all the DVR results and everything come out, you know, everybody seems to do much better. I know that I don't watch live. I DVR and I watch an hour later because Mm -hmm. I don't like... um, I like to be able to, you know, pause and not miss anything and kind of control my own watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do both. I'll watch live. I'll watch live and I'll watch um, my my DVR. It just it just depends what's going on. 
Um, I like to watch Supernatural Live because I don't like to wait. (laughs) I watch live, I watch on DVR, then I also um, buy it from Amazon, so. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't watch live, but I'll watch my DVR, and I watch it literally an hour after it airs. And then Mm -hmm. I have my iTunes because I have to rewatch to write write the recap, so. Mm-hmm. I usually by by two o'clock in the morning I've usually watched it a good three or four times. But <laughs> <laughs> you know. This season is not making that a hardship at all. No, no. I it's just like a joy rewatching this season. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. I, I tweeted, um, who did I tweet last night? Oh, anybody I could think of on Twitter to say, you know, just great job this season, great episode, you know, Jim Michaels and Jared and uh, Ivan, like I said, anybody I could think of I could tweet. <laughs> just saying thank you because it's just been such a great season. And I know like when you're working and you're so involved, um you either forget to see what the reaction is or you're already working on, you know, uh, the ninth episode or the tenth episode and a little bit past the ones that we're just getting to watch now. And you're there in Vancouver, so it's not like being in the middle of L.A. So it's just great to just let them know we're out here, we're watching, we're enjoying it, appreciative. And Jared created that really um, awesome picture of him and the director together. Yes. (laughs) That's a great shot. I'm, I'm real surprised Jensen sat still long enough for it. You I, know. I'd be impressed if everybody was watching my, you know, not only something you're acting in, but something you created on a, on a directorial level. I'd be a nervous wreck. So mm-hmm. he looked way more calm than I could be. Yeah. Oh, great shot. And that's a nice shot of Colin Ford sitting in Jared's chair. <laughs> Appropriately, I I think. <laughs> well, so are we done for the evening? I believe I so. Think... I think we're done. Okie dokie. Thank huh? again. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening and calling in. We really appreciate it. Thanks again to um, Leslie Hopps, the shooter. And uh, we'll uh, see everybody next week, I hope, or talk to everybody in another, hopefully, another great episode to discuss. And who knows what other surprises we have in store. <laughs> and. Yeah, we may have another special guest next week, so keep listening. We'll we'll let y'all know. Yep. Great. All right. Well, thanks you guys. Great job, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.